kind of symbology. What is at stake? It is a big idea. A new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. My question to you is, in any of your government jobs, have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs? And if you have, when was it? What were you told? Well, if I had been briefed on that, I'm sure it was probably classified and I couldn't talk about it. I got out in 1989. We had cataloged 57 different species. We walked over to one side of the lab and he said, by the way, we've discovered a base. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Greetings and salutations to all my fellow Skywatchers listening from all corners of this beautiful globe. And of course, those brothers in outer space listening intergalactically. Welcome to Skywatchers Radio. I am, of course, traveling from Miami, Florida to your radio waves and to your ears. My name's Angel Espino and joined as usual by the other guy, a.k.a. Tres Leche, a.k.a. my radio hetero life mate, who is joining us from where tonight? I am actually home tonight in the middle of Florida. That is amazing. Uh, He's home. I know, I know. So shocked. Just outside of Orlando because we're celebrating. May the 4th be with you. Correct. May the 4th be with you always. And joining me in Tres Leche over here is our good buddy and the news correspondent of the show. Well, he's more than that these days. Christopher J. Brown himself. Chris, what's up, buddy? Ah, uh, not much. Just sitting here getting ready for the big show. Big show tonight. Big yeah. show. Now, of course, with us normally is uh, Crystal Storm, who is uh, MIA right now. She's, well, she's the one doing the traveling tonight. She is. And uh, she's getting uh, ready to uh, be on the show in a few minutes here, so she will join us. She'll be uh, on with us uh, shortly, and uh, we can't wait to have her on. But uh, for now, it's just the three of us, guys. Just the well, three, it is. Of, it us. Is just the three of us. Just the three of us. Well, and it is I'm May 4th. sure we can survive without her just for a short bit. I don't know how well it'll work, but I'm sure we can survive. I think I think we could do it. All right. I, mean, I think hoping. so, too. But it is May the 4th, and, of course, that is a national holiday for all us Star Wars fanatics. Uh, what did you guys do on May the 4th? Did you do anything? No, I did nothing on today, the May 4th, but sit there and uh, just be home. I was watching really funny re-edits and bloopers of The Force Awakens um, that are not normally available, and I was laughing my butt off. I mean, I was just like, wow, that was hilarious. Then you guys had a very successful May the 4th. That's right. Great. That's it. You don't have to do much. It's not like I'm asking you to go out and cure an illness or, or save people from like a tornado or something like that. Just anything. No, you need to save us from the tornado. That's it. No, I walked to Fred job. Myers with the family yesterday. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, the car broke down, so yeah. I didn't have a choice. Oh, that would do it, yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to send you on Facebook, uh, Angel, the uh, the Star Wars uh, snicker giggles that you have to watch. Um, yeah. That way you can post it up for all our listeners to to watch as well, because this is hilarious. I mean, you know, really, really, really is. Those are big words. When you say something is hilarious, uh, those those are big. They, it better be hilarious. 
it, it, it's so stupidly funny. You're like, it, you're gonna laugh. You really, really will. Right. I, I really, really enjoyed it, and I, I, it's about five and a half minutes worth of uh, Star Wars redubs and edits from The Force Awakens. And Better be absolutely hilarious. It, 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 it's absolutely hilarious. Go ahead, check it out. Um, in the meantime, um, who do we got tonight? I heard we got some real interesting topics for tonight and interesting, interesting people. Ah, yes, we do. We actually have a very interesting guest indeed from Ancient How Origins. Well, very interesting. Is that the answer you wanted? No? That Close was enough. the answer I wanted right there. There you go. Huge. Wow. Huge answer. Huge! That's what she said. Yep. Ancient Origins is uh, where this gentleman's known. <laughs> Dr. John, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce uh, the name properly because I know I'm not going to do it. I'm going to butcher it. So I'm going to toss this one over to you, Chris. Uh, what's the uh, gentleman's name? Crickets. He's just choosing not to answer. <laughs> well, I, had a, I, 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 I didn't know. I had a hard time producing that too. Uh, pronouncing it. Too. Pronouncing yeah, it. And it was hard for me, so I okay. don't know if I want to attempt it. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna i I'm gonna jump on the grenade here. Since okay. Crystal's not here. I'm gonna I'm You're gonna try this. Grenade? I'm gonna jump on the grenade. You never heard of that term jumping on the grenade? No. Really? You've uh, never I, heard the term I, jumping I, on I've, the grenade. I've seen it happen with Captain America, but I haven't heard the term. Wow. Anyway. It comes out this week also, may I add. Civil War. Yeah, it comes out tomorrow, technically. At least some places have it tomorrow night. Right, right, right. Can't wait to see that. Uh, no, Dr. John, and this is the part that gets kind of tricky. The John part is easy. Lonis Sirigos. Sirigos. Sirigos? Dr. John Lonis Sirigos. Hmm. Okay, okay. I'm just going to take right. his under. Well, I'm gonna, I'm, I think that I think I'm going to go with that. That's. Uh, I would close. go with that, and then if we if if he wants to dispute that when he gets here, and we can re-ask him, then we will find out precisely how it is. So. Well, I'm going to say for now, I'm going to call him Dr. John, and Dr. John is the co-founder of yeah. the Ancient Origins. John is a computer and electrical engineer with a PhD in artificial intelligence, something that uh, the other guy over here knows nothing about. A uh, lecturer, explorer, <laughs> oh, really? and researcher. He has a personal uh, passion for ancient history and mythology, anthropology and astronomy, and, and also in his uh, spare time, he investigates these subjects in depth. John currently undertakes expeditions and research in remote areas of Ecuador, somewhere I've always wanted to visit, actually, where he is currently based, but also throughout South America. So it's going to be Dude, a lot of fun Dude, if you leave this country, they're not letting you back in. You know this, right? Hey, 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 hey. What? I'm a citizen. I'm not saying because you're illegal. I'm saying I'm not illegal. of all the bad things you've done. I know because Trump is going to be the GOP. Now you're worried for my safety because I'm not Actually, you know, I'm American, not. I am not worried I'm about gonna be your okay. safety. I am not worried about your safety because he's only going after illegal immigrants. Not exactly. Illegal. So I'm not, I'm not worried. I'm going to be just fine. Now, now, here's the question. Now that he's, you know, they could still screw him over at the convention, but, you know, I doubt that's going to happen. And I if that doubt happens, that. If that happens, he's going to run independent, and he's still going to take it. Um, who do you think should end up on the other side, Bernie or uh, Hillary? Neither, I really. Want, I, mean, I, <laughs> I, I want neither, really, I guess, but I'm going to go I for I want Bernie neither, but who do, you think, that. Who, do you think, who do you think he should be running against? Is the question. Well, 
in all honesty, none of them, not even Trump, none of them are any good for the presidency of the United States. I mean, none of these folks are qualified to be president at all. But if I had to pick an opposition that would be like the least evil of the two evils, I would have to go with go with Bernie Sanders on, the, on that one, you know, because... Hillary scares the crap out of me, man. Like, a presidency with Hillary Clinton, it would just be a scary situation for this country. I don't think we're prepared as a nation to have her uh, lead. Not because she's a woman. Not being a misogynist. I don't care. Actually, I think a woman president would be great for this country. Just not Hillary. Yeah. For the love of God, not her. And for, you know, and I guess for Hillary's... uh, on, on, on her behalf to give her, you know, her little thing. She is probably out of all the ones there that is the most re- uh, prepped to be president because she's already kind of been there for pretty much all these years now. So she's well, yeah, for she sure did qualified. But, well, I mean, I don't, know, I don't know how qualified she is. She was, a, she was a lawyer for a few years. She was the wife of the president. Uh, wife of the president. Well, she was a lawyer she for a few years, States then she got in trouble. Mm-hmm. Did forget, she get in trouble? trouble? She was a lawyer. She, yeah. she got in trouble. For unethical behavior. Right, right, right. Then there's the whole Benghazi thing. That didn't sit well with me. And uh, this email scandal. Technically, this woman should be in prison, not running for president. You're right. Uh, The question is, is that ever going to happen? Probably not, because the the Democrats are protecting her like... She's being protected like she's the next Obama. That's how much they're protecting her. Like she's some golden yeah. child for the Democratic Party, which she's not. That's, this is the, the crazy thing is neither the Democratic Party or the Republican Party have really anybody that is really worth our while to, to go out and vote for. That's the unfortunate truth. There's no viable candidate at this point, in other words, in your opinion. There, no, there, there, really, there really isn't. But if I had to choose a lesser evil, somebody who at least is making some sort of sense, I'm going to have to go with Donald Trump. That's, you know, that's all right. that is to say. It's tough. Well, call us if you want to call I, in and have tough. an opinion. Give out the number I, for I, their I, opinion I on that. I go for Trump just because I want to watch... Donald Trump and I don't get to. You want to watch the world burn? That's what happens, Chris. You want to watch the world burn, baby? Burn. Well, I don't see The Apprentice anymore. They took that off, and now I'm going to see Donald Schwarzenegger for The Apprentice. So I got to see Trump somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, but I'll tell you what—that's that's going to be exciting to watch, though. It is going to be excited to watch, and I'm a huge Apprentice fan. Rather it be Trump or Arnold. I just no. I want to. I want to hear Arnold say, "Look at here! You got to stop it! You do not know what you're doing! You're fired! Get out of here! Go get Maria!" got quite the cast going at, at what we have here is because what, what are you is, doing you stupid why we got does we all kinds of people it's going to be on it and boy george snooki uh all kinds what? of uh, chelsea really? chelsea uh, i can just see that interaction between Chel- boy george and, uh, and arnold his name the ufc guy uh layla Ali. what do you mean i don't want to hurt you i want to i want to hurt you bad yeah, they're just going to have a whole, a whole group of them are going to be on. And um, Here's the thing, guys. You know, in 2017, O.J. Simpson has the possibility of parole. I would like to see O.J. Simpson on The Apprentice. How's that? <laughs> what kind of job is he going to get? Dude, it'll be a, uh, think about it. It'll be a killer season. The- oh! Oh, oh, I'm That's just- hitting all the spots wow. tonight. Wow. That's just like wow. I'm like, yeah, that's funny. Wow, that's that's, yeah, that's pushing it, but that's funny. Well, I'm hitting all my spots tonight, folks. 
Hit them all. All right, fine. You're getting the good now. Yeah. Now we have uh, about. We're about. Ten minutes uh, before we got to go on break. Ten to eleven minutes. Uh, we got some cur- some uh, news stuff to go over. Uh, Ooh, we don't have we we don't have any uh, of Nancy Burns's uh, experiences tonight, so we're not going to have oh. a Nancy Burns experience. Unfortunately, uh, I know it's sad. Hurts my feelings inside. Oh, that we, we, we miss Nancy. She must I'm, get on the phone. This is my what second week back full time, and uh, she hasn't been on in the Nancy Burns experience. It's hurting me inside. You know, we had Bill on last week. It was great. Yeah, it was. No Nancy Burns. No. Damn it, Nancy Burns! It's all your fault. But she'll be back yeah, next week. She'll be back okay. next week. Yep. In fact, she will be next week. By the way, also we're going to uh, unload a hefty bag of letters through the a hole because Ooh. the the mail bags uh, the bags are getting full, guys. It's I mean it's it's starting to really swell up, and it needs to you know just be put out there. It needs to come out. Sort of say it's uh it's starting to be painful just to look at the thing just get overwhelmingly large and it I'm sure I'm sure it's going to be a great relief on the system once I start putting out all the the you know the blast through the mail to the a hole and we have a lot of them a lot of them man you know that's it's Alan a lot of them are about you I'm just saying right now really really yeah a lot of them are about you what? remember the a lot of this uh we're gonna go back a few weeks and it's, it has to do with stuff that before I got back on the show uh, there was a lot of stuff in there. You know, really? What did I do this uh, time? I forgot. Some good, some bad. Oh, some good. Yeah, okay. Some good and some bad. I'm just, I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, but without further delay, what do we have on the news table today, Mr. Christopher J. Brown? Well, we do. What we have is a um, UFO follows Kim plane. Uh, I sent a video in here in the PSN chat, and I sent it in the... Um, in both both uh, Skypes here, so you guys can see. And this is a a, a plane uh, doing a chemtrail over New York City. And if you look, it's, you can see there's a um, something following it. And so, uh, if you watch the video, about um, I'd say a minute or so into it, they switch it into into dark. Uh, into a dark color, so you can kind of get the gist of like, uh, you know, that see that they weren't they weren't, um, you know, photoshopping or anything, and it, it looked like an you know I, I'm looking at it right now, and I don't actually see the damn thing moving per se. Um, it looks like it's actually rather static because the plane actually flies past at first, and then it, you know I don't really see it moving. I'm just wondering if it's that UFO is static; it might just be a star. Just out since we don't see a time schedule here, you know. Sure. Sometimes you can see stars rather early in the in the evening. So I, I, I'm not sold on that answer just yet. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sold on either. By the way, I posted it on our uh, Facebook page. If you guys want to check out the video as we're talking, go to uh, facebook.com forward slash Skywatchers Radio. The first thing is posted on there: the UFO uh, follows Kem uh, Plane over Manhattan. And uh, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, it's guy. four I mean, minutes. I, excuse me. It's four minutes and six about about about. Yeah, but it, it could be that could be an airplane just coming towards the camera. It could be a star, like you know, like the other guy was saying. You know, it I'm, I'm thinking it might be a star. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking more of an airplane because I see a little bit of a blinking effect, and that leads to me to believe that it's more of an airplane. By the way, we're joined by Crystal. Crystal, uh, any idea what we're oh looking at? Oh my God, at there here? she is. Crystal. I am here. It's Venus. We're looking at Venus. 
I actually have no idea. Well, but you I'm would know your the, homeland. That's you know. I would know my song. homeland. It's true. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Let me sing you the song of my people. No, um, I actually, <laughs> I'm not convinced on the UFO thing. Am I watching it? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sold on it either. I'm not 100 percent on that one. I feel like they might have been able to get a better view of it, but no, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. We call it bat squatch on it, guys. I'm calling bat squatch. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to vote for Bastard Watching. That was taken from our friends from Open Minds. We need a Bad Squatch button, guys. We did. Yeah. We got to get a really, really cool roar no, or something work. for Bad Squatch. That would be we amazing. Do. I have a sound effect of kids going, yay. Oh, I think I see a Nancy Burns experience happening in chat. Whoa, all right. Experiences. They're so amazing. No matter if it's in chat or if it's on the air, we always need our Nancy Burns experience. We We do. We do. We always do. And somebody's saying in there, not a UFO, not a chemtrail. Oh, not a UFO or a chemtrail. Uh Yeah. They're challenging both there, Crystal. They're challenging. They're Uh going. What do you think there, young lady? I saw the beginning of that. Well, really? That's not a chemtrail? Yeah, that's what I'm seeing. It looks like a chemtrail. That does look like a chemtrail. I don't know about the UFO part, but I'm kind of saying that that is a chemtrail. I'm curious why American Road Warrior in chat thinks that it's not a chemtrail. I'm interested to hear that. I don't know if it's a chemtrail because of how quickly it dissipates. If you That's a good point. That's a good point. Chemtrails do tend to linger. Okay, I could see that. I'm I'm thinking it's just condensation, um, and that's about it. Let me see. I'm watching that video again. Could be. I can see what you're saying. What are you saying there, um, other guy? Uh, I, I'm saying that the condensation dissipates rather quickly. I think mm-hmm. that I, I, I'm voting that that is not a chemtrail. I just think yeah. that ice crystals, you know, upper in, in the upper atmosphere, hitting the wings of the plane, causing it to go and you know freeze up a little bit more, and that's mm-hmm. about it. Mm. Okay. That makes sense. Because to me, yeah. it does, it dissipates sense. way, way, way. It too does. Bad. You're right. Yeah. I'm watching it now. Now it does. Like fifty by by fifty eight seconds in, it's gone. Mm. And chemtrails yeah. do they linger? They linger for hours. So yeah, uh, they do. Yeah, I mean, it almost looks like this is going straight up and not like going to the side. Yeah. What if they like paint the sky when they do chemtrails? It's weird. Yeah. yeah they got crisscross type of action. Yeah. 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 So I'm saying Batsquatch. Uh-oh. We've got, like, a double bat squash. What? Triple. Double, double bat squatch. Double, double, triple, triple, double, triple, double. Secret probational bat squatch. There you wow. Go. <laughs> Amazing. When you make your music video, other guy, that's going to be your song. Yep. Bat squatch, the LP. The LP. <laughs> By the other guy. With a lead single, Tres Leche. <laughs> This is amazing. We need to make this happen. How do we make this happen? <laughs> I'll produce the beats, man. I will make the beats for you. This is awesome. Yeah. Right. Just, well, yeah. now I put in another link to uh, – this is a Turkish uh, witnesses uh, and photographs oval UFO. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Except for it, uh, my computer at this point in time doesn't want to scroll down as much. So if somebody would like to read that report for me, we'll uh, – Okay, well, I'm okay now. It's moving. Good. It says a <laughs> Turkey witness at uh, gosh, a Anna Alea Airport was watching. It's not that a, easy. Yep. 
No, it's not. Mm-mm. Watching and fo- uh, watching and photographing an oval-shaped UFO hovering over the nearby sea, according to the testimony. It, uh, like I say, it's got a little picture there. Uh, it's kind of a blurry picture. It says the witness was outside his hotel about 6.37 p.m. on April 3rd, 2016. Uh, very recent. When the object was first seen, it says Robert Spearing investigated for MUFON, the international, and uh, closed the case as a unknown. Well, that's kind of what it looks like to me. That's a cool but, picture. Uh, it is. It says, we are at the hotel in um, uh, I think Kimar, Kimar, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, sitting and talking with the family. It says, as the witness reported, a shiny object with strange moves. It says, we thought it was a helium-filled metallic balloon. It says, it moved back and uh, it said it moved north first and then came back and hovered around the sea. I was surprised, and then it took five um, shots with my cannon. So I took five shots with my cannon, 450D. Ooh. With uh, zoom nice. lens. Yes. Yeah. Uh when you look at these pictures, it was like a door opened at the end of the photos. It becomes the known shape, uh, a known UFO shape, and vanished. I say vanished because when I tried to take the sixth photo, I could not find it anymore. He said, hmm. "Of course, it's a very wow. quick thing." Yes. That's pretty interesting. Uh-huh. That's a very interesting shape. What do you guys think about that? Photo experts, go. Uh, it is an interesting shape. Odd to say the least is the way I would put it. Definitely an odd shape. Bizarre. How to describe that? It's weird. It's like a clam floating in the sky. That would be. That's that's all I got. With the weird no, colors. Stranger things happen. This is true. This is true. That's a cool blurry picture, though. I mean, at least he, you know, he tempted to take the picture. Mm-hmm. True. So, yeah, you got a point there. Yeah. yeah. Um, Hold on. Yeah, I'm looking at the one, same uh, thing you guys are looking at. I'm looking at a dog going crazy here. Where's the other picture? Oh, no, no, no. Oh. That was me sending you a good sound from Basquatch. Oh, man. I'm like, yeah, that's bizarre. Dogs hissing. Then they hear floating things in the sky. What, what am I looking at? You're looking at the link right above that link. It says you're, you're at, being redirected. You know what it yeah, reminds like me one. of? It reminds me of Flight of the Navigator. Well, that's the, that's the chemtrail, man. I already saw that video. No, 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 the one right in between the two. It. It's like right underneath. The one that says you yeah. are being redirected. Oh, okay. yeah, I see a Turkish witness photograph over UFO. Yeah, I'm hearing you guys say that, and I see a dog, and I'm like trying to look in the dog video for a UFO, and I'm like, sorry. Where the hell is the dog? Was it the UFO, what the hell are you looking at? Dude, I was trying to get you a good batch watch sound so that, you know, every time we hear, you know, batch watch, we go. <laughs> right. That's what I'm sure a batch watch would sound like. Just like that. <laughs> I feel like we should just call up our friend Chris, who's making the Bigfoot video, and just have him give us some bat squatch sounds. For yeah. I'm sure he would know, yeah. You know? I think so there's a, a Turkish flying UFO that looks like a clamshell. See? That's what. See? Giant clam floating in the sky. That's what we call Turkish delight. Turkish delight. There you go. Actually, right. a, a friend of mine had a UFO sighting this week. Um, we talked about oh, it oh. on uh, on Future Theater this Monday. Yeah. My friend uh, Pedro. Uh, his girlfriend and him were out on a trip, and they spotted a UFO in a picture they took after the fact. Like when they took the photo, they had no idea what was you know up in the skies. 
Uh, but when they developed the photo, they saw three straight little objects in the sky, and um, he came asking, uh, well, what do you think, UFO or not a UFO? Looks like a UFO to me. I can't really tell. It's, it's so far away, but I'm going to post it on, the, on our Facebook page now that we're talking about this, so anybody who wants to take a look at it who hasn't seen it yet could check it out there. And uh, so you guys could check it out. Also, I'm going to post it here on uh, the Skype chat in a second here. It's an interesting wow. photo. If you guys were listening in on uh, Future Theater this week, I'm sure you heard us talking about it. It's uh, pretty interesting stuff. That's and freaky. Now, the thing is, uh, my friend, uh, not a Photoshop expert, um, mm-hmm. so this this wouldn't be something that he photoshopped himself or anything like that. Um, I didn't help him with it. I know I got Photoshop skills you know, all day long here, but this is not one of my productions. And it's so slight, and it's so it's such, you know, such a little line you see in the sky, which makes you think, well, what the hell is that? Weird. Yeah, man, you got Photoshop Weird. skills. You did it. It's all your fault. It's all my fault. Uh, it is. Damn it. it is. Yeah, all man, you got skills. I got skills to pay the bills. Uh, now, Chris, do we have anything else on the uh, table there? Nope. No. Yes, not. Off the table? Okay, no. <laughs> That's it. We're done? No more news? That's it. We're done. I got my That's three it. because Show's I... Over. Yep. Well, it's the it's <laughs> bottom of the hour now. And um, we strung it out. But I did. I had my three. It really was just kind of a, once again, another kind of a slow week in the UFO world. There wasn't a lot that was getting... Uh, that, that were real good ones to... to to find any videos or anyway, those are the many ones I could only ones I could find at the videos, and I tried to search around and move on and YouTube, and those were the only ones that were popping up. So, all right, well, hey, you did some research, so yeah, I did. I usually do. I always try to. We'll figure sounds out like what a, we're gonna do for the next. Sounds like a sounds out. like a man who knows what he's doing. But check out the picture I just sent to you guys on Skype there. So you could uh, view it. I also posted it on the uh, Facebook page already. If you look straight up, where her hand is like pointing up. Which I don't know why she's pointing up. That's kind of weird. She, by the she's way, uh, also by the way, this picture is a clear indication that she has a selfie stick. <laughs> okay, so you're talking about the three objects that are above where she's correct. She's giving the Hitler sign. Okay, <laughs> that's kind of what it looks like. Yeah, <laughs> I know she's blonde and it's, it's kind of disturbing, but she's Cuban, so it's okay. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Okay, here here's what I find interesting. I'm zooming in uh, uh, using um, uh, using just the Zoomer just Pro? using yeah. the standard Windows Zoom. Photo Viewer. Right. Um, what I find interesting is is that for some strange reason, only around those three objects does there seem to be some type of pixelation. I notice the same thing, but I've also noticed that when objects are in movement and they're caught that far away, it does have that blurry effect. So I've actually found that to be kind of a, a, a reoccurring thing when something's in movement. In, in, okay, and where in was she? Like where is she driving right now? Uh, don't remember the exact location. He told me, but I just can't remember the exact place. But it was uh, it was it was by Nevada somewhere. No, it was by Nevada somewhere. Okay, mm-hmm. so Nevada. That could be three. Uh, that could be three jets. Yeah, that could. Be that's jets, what I was thinking. It, that's know. what I was thinking. The first thing I asked him was, "Did you hear any fighter jet sounds? Any jet sounds at all? Any sonic booms? Nothing." They heard absolutely nothing. So, well, they're they're always always out there in that area that would be f- flying in that type of order, like just maybe they're doing areas. some stealth stuff. So maybe. that would be like that formation. That would be the area. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. I also posted it right now in the uh, chat there. If anybody wants That's to see, uh, somebody said, uh, "Actually, American Road Warrior said three birds." Three birds. birds. Those yeah. are very large birds, though. Let me tell the you, those are big birds. Big freaking birds. Some serious birds. 
That, those birds, that's, I like to cook them because that's a lot of meat for like the winter. That's so. some GMO-fed birds right there. Down for I that. I wouldn't eat those. <laughs> would not eat those. <laughs> I am so down for that. Hey, guys, we'll be back in that's a few minutes. That's with... a big Thanksgiving dinner, I'll tell you that. Oh, delicious. Deliciousness to steroids is great. Uh, we're going to be back with our guest, and we're going to talk about some ancient uh, uh, origins where, and some where? more serious stuff in a few minutes. Uh, uh, uh. Exactly. Okay. Just That's exactly what we're going to do when we come back. Okay. We're we going to say, uh, an uh? Exactly. Just like the way she did it, that's where we're going to do it. Constantly well, for well, the next hour and well. a half. <laughs> the guests actually aren't booked till um, 10.55. Well, then. Mm-hmm. Well, then, we're going to have to I have did, some I did say filler. That. <laughs> I did say it's that. It's time for okay. filler. <laughs> well, then, um, let's see. I was talking to the guest, and he said, um, Is he ready? maybe we should I mean, have yeah. right now, that's cool. experience tonight. I mean, I don't know. He said it was. I was telling him I was going to get him on in the halfway point, which is like around now. He okay, said, if, "Okay, so in around if, one and a half hour." And I was. It's him before. and April. So if you told him kosher, that's kosher because I told him ten fifty-five. But if you've already talked to them, that's you cool. told him ten fifty-five, and now you're telling me this. I told. I said that. I put that in the messages. I swear to God, I did. Lies. It is the truth. Lies. So much truth. I know he does. He skims when I talk. Just like a man. Just like a man. We'll be right back, guys. We'll figure this out. (laughs) Promise. It'll be great. Whatever it is we come back with, it'll be fantastic! team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology preventative maintenance and networking support hardware and custom built computers let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly monthly or annual rates to fit anyone's budget call key information solutions now 954-973-3374 That's 954-973-3374 Or visit keyinformation.com The George Rodriguez Show Who? I said the George Rodriguez Show You don't know George Rodriguez? Wasn't he the guy that filled in for Neil Rogers? Yes, that George Rodriguez What's he like? Oh Oh, he's a short little Cuban fella. Kind of funny looking. Well, when's he on? 12 to 3, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on SoFloRadio.com and SoFloRadio.net. The George Rodriguez Show is much more than adequate. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's SupermanHomePage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. SupermanHomePage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. SupermanHomePage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, 
Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. And we're back from break. Thank you, other guy, for stepping all over me there. Good job. Oops, all sorry. over. Yeah. You totally photobombed your intro. Totally, totally. Are we back? Yes, we're back from break, guys. This is Skywatchers <laughs> Radio. Thank you for listening in on psn-radio.com. If you want to call in, 786-245-8127. We're going to have about maybe 15 minutes uh, before we get our guest on the line because <clears throat> somebody told me they were going to be on at 10.55, apparently. I and I did. Either I, I wasn't paying attention or, you know. Doesn't. I feel like we're about to notice. get married, Angel, because you skim when I talk. It's yeah, I, I do that, yeah. yeah. And what, what, what does that make the other guy? Because he, like, overtalks us. He's like the bittered wife. Like, you he know. is. I don't know. Yeah. We're, we're in a very – and then what is Chris? Like, we've got, we've got this very weird yeah, relationship. Yeah, what do, what do I got going on? You're, you're the fourth wheel, buddy. You are. Well, I am. The fourth wheel is what keeps the whole thing rolling. So, hey, you know, that's what it, we're all, that's all right. about. That is very true. Without that fourth wheel, wheel yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're done. It's true. When it is news time, Chris will keep us on topic. This train will be off the rails if it wasn't for you, Chris Brown. Darn right. It's Damn true. right. So, uh, do you have anything for us, Chris Brown? <laughs> yeah, I do have anything for you. I Poor do. Chris is like, uh, oh, damn it! Why'd I have to do the fourth I'm wheel? Just, just doing stuff. <laughs> like I just gave you guys a whole segment of news. What do you want from me, other guy? Where are you at? Where are you at with some news, other guy? Come on. Who me? Uh, I I got no news today. You got no news. I got That's no sho- news. A uh, shocking uh, 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 turn of events. Yeah, usually I'm I, of late. I've been really, really news worthy, but tonight I'm just yeah. I've got too many other things on my plate uh, the past oh. couple of days, and uh, oh. I haven't you gotten any news. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's not that I can't be bothered. You know, I do take two hours two hours out of my life to be on the show. So you know, and <laughs> and, 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 and I'm not trying to be snide or sarcastic about it at all. At I'm all, really, I'm not. No, no, no. Uh, you know, you know, I'm just taking two hours out of my life that I can never, ever get back. Ever. Wow. 
Okay. Ever. Well, you did put up, or someone put up, a very interesting article on our Skywatchers page about how China revealed that massive alien outpost and mining facility on the moon. Oh, what do we think about yeah. That? Ooh. Think about that for a second. I yeah. think yeah. it's possible. Do we think it's possible? I think it's alien very outpost I and mining facility. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to call Bat's watch on that, even though like I haven't seen NASA admit to any of this stuff yet. But um, well, NASA only is really hold your breath. NASA had the first version of Photoshop and have blurred out so much stuff on the moon. Correct. You know, from the missions. It, yeah, it's, yeah. It's yeah, the government's the government's going to tell everybody about all the precious jewels and the mines that are all been sitting on the on the Mars and Moon. They're going to tell the whole world about it, so all these independent people can go and these people with bucks can race up there and start doing their own mining. And now so, I wonder if this is gonna. I wonder if this is gonna trigger any kind of blowback though from the United States government. That's what I quitting. was just saying. It really right? reminded me of that um, uh, interview we did with Stephen when he was mm. talking about how if the U.S. wasn't going to be the first one to talk about it, then somebody else was. Right. Right. So right. and the fact that China released this photo, it's very interesting. If now, they did, if here's we the thing. Can corroborate that. Yeah, this this photo reminds me a lot of a, a video I saw a few years ago that had to do with Mars. It was nothing to do with the moon, but it was like structures found on Mars. And it had building structures that looked very similar to what we're looking at here on, on the moon. So, again, it leads us to believe, where did we come from? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, who the moon is a very things? interesting thing, too, about its placement and how it right. got there and... I think the moon is almost as fascinating as our obsession with Mars, at least for me. Right. Well, I mean, look, if you look at this photo, let's just uh, forget Mars for a second. Let's look at this picture here. There's absolutely, if this is a, an official, authentic photo, there's absolutely no way this is artificial. None. It's weird. It's just a weird, like, it's a weird-looking picture. I mean, but it's, it, it's, it's not, I don't think it looks artificial and it doesn't look naturally made. It just looks strange. It really does. Yeah. I could see buildings, but at the same time, I could see mountains. It just looks like a weird conglomerate of different things. Now, I do see a large pole or a large like tunnel type of structure in the very front. That I do see. But I'm getting a very Transformer feel the longer I look at this picture. And it right? almost looks like there's some type of – maybe I'm just staring at it too long, but almost like a face at the front of it. I mean, for a second, it almost looks like a copycat of the Sphinx. With can you almost hmm. see like there's? It looks like there's two columns and then something in the middle, and then like the gap in between. I mean, it almost reminds me of how the Sphinx looks with the two paws and the big head, and then you know the stuff. I'm being so articulate. I yeah, know. the stuff. I know. Yeah. I know. Oh, stuff. Incredible. Man. You're definitely a wordsmith. Uh, no, I but am. <laughs> <laughs> Really, it, it, it just—it it looks like a weird thing on the moon. I mean, it doesn't like I said, it doesn't look completely artificial. It doesn't look completely man-made. Doesn't look completely anything. It just looks like a weird structure, which looks alien to me. So, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm not calling Bat Squatch on it yet. Now, I like to see some collaboration with another country, maybe, and and they collaborate on this and uh, and prove that this is really there. Because again, this could be some guy in China saying, "Oh, we're going to trick the Americans." We right. go tricky, tricky. Uh, see, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to. See, I wasn't oh, trying to. Oh, I wasn't trying to go on that kind of stereotypical. I thought there, guys. that would be you know, North Korea trying to trick us, as opposed to. You can uh, always rely on the other guy to say Jesus, something right? yep. every show. That's right, every folks. show. Good Lord, send me those it's emails. Send me those emails. Uh, I, I mean, I thought emails. I was. I thought it was bad enough that I went ah, but then you just have to go full board on the racist. You went full. You yeah. knew it was going to happen. I knew it was. He can't help himself. He can't. I set the man up. My bad. My bad. 
you just <laughs> you you just left it open for me. I lit the fire, and he like he went right through it like the Human Torch. He did he did? He did. I he want you know fire. it's very interesting. I would love to know more about who in the Chinese government linked the photo and why. Right? What was the motivation, or is it just like is it you know almost like a shot fired over the bow? Right. If you don't say something about it, we're going to release more. Or I mean, and why now? Like what? What? What prompted this? Look, you can even if you look at if you look at the photo, you see the blue box that has the photo within the photo. If you look at that right on the right side, it looks like it almost has um, a circular uh, runway type of thing going on there. Like uh, what's the mm-hmm. uh, Stonehenge kind of uh, design? Mm-hmm. You see that? There? It does. And then right next to that, it looks like it has an actual like runway, but then it like ends abruptly, and there's yeah. Uh, what looks like to be craters on the floor there. I mean, it's very weird. Like some of it looks artificial, some of it looks natural, some of it looks. It even almost out in the one I, I noticed on strange. the one corner, you can kind of off to see the side. Look to me like maybe it could have been an In and Out Burger. Now I'm not quite sure. <laughs> what? But on the moon. I'm down with that. I'm down with the In and Out Burger on the moon. Why not? Why not? Why exactly. not? Oh, wow. That's all I'm going to say. It's the In-N-Out best burger you're going to have anywhere on that part of the you know space. Yep. Wow. You know what? I'm a vegetarian, but I would have an In-N-Out burger on the moon because I'm you on the moon. You know what Why I'm not? saying? I exactly. mean, come on. Am I, I, you know, what am I actually eating? I don't know. I try it. Why not? I'm on the moon. I haven't eaten you know, red meat in, since 1993, but I think I'd go for that In-N-Out burger. You know? On the moon. Yeah, How I'm you, down. I mean, you're on the moon. Like, you know? <laughs> Wow! <laughs> That's right, folks. Like, wow. This is how we kill some time on Skywatchers Radio. This is how this is how we seriously analyze satellite photos from the Chinese you government. Just some crazy, crazy peoples. Yeah, I'm on an <laughs> In-N-Out Burger right now. Matter of fact, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right off of the moon. <laughs> Okay. It is amazing we get any guests ever, like ever. I'm saying. It's a good thing to listen to the archives. That's the best part of the whole thing. I know. It's great. I think they just see the guest list and they're like, wow, they've had Steve Bassett on. They've had Bill Burns. This must be the greatest show ever. When I send out that email, I sell it, boy. I mean, just hope they never listen to the show before they actually (laughs) accept. (laughs) Uh. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. But no, that's interesting. So we have to follow that one. Have to, you know what? We'll just ask yeah. Stephen. Stephen knows. I feel like we should just call Stephen and ask him what's up with this. Hey, Stephen. Sorry to bother you, but do you know about this China stuff with the moon? Mm-hmm. 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 I wonder how the that China would China stuff with the moon. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's exactly how I'd ask, too. I, I believe you. Yeah. I do. I mean, how else do you ask about that? I mean, is hey, there a Stephen. better way to say it? You've you got to say it like you're from New York. Hey, Stephen. Like, what's up with this China stuff, man, with the moon? <laughs> Like, yo, Vinny, yeah, China, what's going China, on? Yo, Vinny, China, like, what's up with that? China's working with the alien. Uh, wouldn't surprise me. That's how they're robbing us and everybody else in the world. The aliens are telling them the inside secrets of what to do. Boy, you talk about people, that makes me nervous. It's not the North Koreans, it must it is the Chinese. There's a lot, big country, kind of mm. scary, just saying. Where are the Chinese scary that bad, huh? Yeah. I do. I'm serious. Like little ninjas everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. We're going to get so much hate mail from China. I know. It's gonna... <laughs> no, no, so no, much hate gonna... mail from China. All four of them that listen to We're going to get hacked by China. You know, we're gonna we, get we won't get that would mail. Cool. Get hacked I mean, China. that's when you know we've made it, when we've got hacked by China. Or WikiLeaks. One or the other. Or WikiLeaks. 
Not cool. much they could leak from us, though. I mean, it's... That's true. That's true. I think we're pretty open. Yeah, that's uh, wasting your time, though, WikiLeaks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like WikiLeaks has better things to do. I would hope so. You would hope so. That's true. This is true. Now, as I'm, right. I'm, I'm in uh, mid-burp there. I have to mute myself for a second. Uh, I was looking at Open Minds, and there is uh, an article there. Docu- uh, documentary provides new evidence for famous military UFO case. Have you guys checked that out yet? Oop, I'm going. No. Nope. doing it. Oh, I'm going to right, link it to you right now. And actually, yeah. it's, it's linked on there on the Skype. Right there. I see it. Linked it twice. You did. Saw that. I'm going to link it on the chat room also if you guys want to follow along as we're on. Uh, Double the fun. Reading this here. Now it says, Two former military ra- uh, radar de- technicians have come forward to say that a UFO was caught on radar and seen from the control tower of a U.S. military base in the U.K., and that house nuclear weapons. That's scary, right? That is scary. Huh? Wow. Why are they is always it... around nuclear weapons, these UFOs? Huh? Well, Probably uh... so we don't blow ourselves up, maybe? I don't know. Well, yeah. it says here oh, they, make... they were trying to recharge their battery. They were charging their battery, yeah. One or the other, yeah, yeah. Uh, it says here they make these claims in the new documentary called UFOs and Nukes, The Secret Links Revealed. Ooh. Or secret link revealed says, as the title implies, the documentary makes the argument that UFOs have an interest in nuclear facilities. It's uh, back. It backs up these, uh, this this uh, sub, uh, supposition with government documents and military witnesses who claim that they have been present when UFOs have been seen near nuclear weapons or nuclear storage areas. The documentary is uh, a combination of years of investigations by UFO researcher Robert Hastings. The author of the book UFOs and Nuke, UFOs and Nukes: Extraordinary Encounters at Nuclear Weapons Sites. Ooh, we should get him on the show. We should, but this again, why always run nuclear bases? I mean, yeah, they shut some down and restarted them. Are they looking for right for energy for themselves? It? See, I don't even buy the, the the theory that they're just looking to recharge because then we see all the stuff near the sun where they're recharging. Right. What is it about the nuclear right. weapons? I don't know. Maybe it's just us using it as offensive. I I don't know. Maybe they're just I, trying I, to see where we're at at our development stage with these nuclear weapons. I don't know. Right. I don't. Yeah. I, is it like is is the nuclear program one step towards something else? I see. I don't know. I don't know enough about the science. Like when we discover nuclear power, what came from that? Is that what led right. to, you know, the um oh god, uh, recreating the Big Bang and that big colander thing. Uh, the collider. Hard on collider. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I was watching uh, the Flash yesterday. Also, thank you, other guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that 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 was uh, yeah, it was a great episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have the collider on the Flash. That's how he's created. They have the collider on the Flash. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's, that thing uh, also scares me. I feel like we should not be playing with that thing at all. Yeah. Well, on the show they created the Flash, so I mean it couldn't be too bad, right? That's cool. Well, you know what? If we if there were really superheroes running around saving our butts from doing dumb stuff, that would be super cool. I have yet to uh, see evidence of that. Well, you haven't Not seen evidence of, uh, of a lot of things, but you still believe in a lot of things. That's true. That's true. That's true. And damn it, I say Prince was a superhero. Prince was, in fact, a superhero. I agree I with that. A musical superhero, but that's about it. Yes. He was a superhero. That's 100%. He's definitely Absolutely. on something. Boy, I'm so sad we lost him. That's just mm. rough. Wait a minute, you're yeah. excited that we lost him? No, 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 sad. no, no. So he's oh, going to be born again because uh, actually uh, when uh, Janet Jackson was sleeping, um, 
last what? week uh, she was she was impregnated at 49 years old and so Janet Jackson is now expecting a baby and uh, so uh, maybe that's Prince maybe that's going to be a but it is true no it, it is true she, Janet Jackson was... at 49 pushing almost 50 years old mm-hmm. is pregnant and, and it's a immaculate child. conception. Like, is, is this a child of the force? Is what we're talking she's, about here. She's married. She's she's been married and uh, with with a guy. And so, yep, this is it. But, uh, I'm actually a little sad because I I really like her new album, and I was totally gonna go see her in concert because I haven't been able to see some of the most amazing. You know, I I never saw Whitney. I never saw Mike in concert. So I was like, I was gonna go see Janet, and then she canceled because she's having a baby. How dare she? How dare she? How dare she be a woman first? You know what I'm it's saying? It's all her fault, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But no, congrats to Janet. But that's serious. Yeah, she's 49 having a baby. That's uh, Maybe it is Prince. That, yeah. That's hardcore. Maybe it's Michael that's, coming that's back. Michael, maybe, yeah. maybe it's Mike. Hey, all good things. Either one. We'll take either one back. I'm kosher May- with that. Maybe she's giving birth to Tupac again. Who knows? Hey, by the way, rest in peace. If any maybe she'll have twins and she'll triplet. She'll have the rebirth of Tupac, Michael, and Prince. There you go. This all is together. All my- we could really get rid of Kanye and Justin Bieber now. See, the world is great again. It'll be somehow though. I I still think that <laughs> like the cockroaches, Puff Daddy's going to be around. He's not going to go anywhere. Sadly <laughs> enough, <laughs> he's always in the he's just in the background doing that little bop that he always does. That's it. That's all he's doing. Sadly, he's enough. just standing in the background, just doing the P, the P Diddy bop. Yeah, I'm just going. Uh huh. Yeah. P uh-huh. Diddy bop. That's right. It's the P Diddy bop. That's it, all he does. Any relationship? Did he do the bop? Wow. Oom-bop. We have digressed so far. So far. It, uh, Today's word, boys and girls, is tangent. Well, it is 7.55, which is 10.55. That's right. Uh, so let's do this. Let's go on a quick commercial break. Let's see if our guest is ready to come on the air with us. And hopefully when we come back on the other side of the hour here, uh, we'll come back with our guests. And we'll talk about ancient origins of aliens, humans, leprechauns, the other Gerber. guy. The other Gerbils, guy. Definitely whatever. the other guy. We're going to talk about some ancient stuff, guys. So stick around. This is Skywatchers Radio on PSN Radio. If you guys want to call in and join in on the fun, 786-245-8127. For now, Madness of the Moon by Space Boy. Expand your personal library with fast shipping and instant 
instant downloadable information from the largest selection of UFO products on the internet by going to theufostore.com or call on the 24-hour, 7-day-a-week order line at 541-523-2630. The truth is out there, and theufostore.com has it. Here's a riddle for you. What do the California Gold Rush of the 1850s, secret societies, coded messages, mysterious 19th century flying machines, and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A. A. Delshaw all have in common? The Secrets of Delshaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. Now you can share the topics that drive the discussions of your favorite talk shows with TalkStream Live's topic-driven talk radio. List and promote real-time talk radio topics or post the topics that you want to hear. Hot topics are tweeted and retweeted and include simple click-to-listen audio links. The future of talk radio is topic-driven talk radio. Available now at TalkStreamLive.com. All right, everybody, we're back from commercial break on Skywatchers Radio. Sorry for a little bit of drop-off there. and Sam's acting kind of weird tonight. But we're back with our guest, uh, and uh, if you guys want to call in, please do so. We're going to have open lines for everybody to be able to get their questions in, but not for the first five or ten minutes. We want to give them enough time to go over their story, so please hold off on the calls until you know the next 15, 20 minutes. Uh, but without further delay, we have Iyanis Sirigos on the line and April Holloway joining us all the way from where? Ecuador, South America. Wow! Welcome to Skywatchers Radio. So, so wow. much, uh, so much of a pleasure to have you two on here. Uh, now, thank you. Thanks thank for having you. us thank on the show. Now, what are you folks doing on in Ecuador right now? Because I know you're very busy. So, what, what is exactly you're, you're partaking on in Ecuador? Well, we've got uh, the Ancient Origins website, which we actually started up in Australia. But uh, there's a lot of ancient sites go, uh, over here in South America. So we came over here so we could check out a lot of the ancient places around here and investigate them and explore them in a little bit more depth. So we're no. really surrounded by a lot of ancient things over here. <laughs> nice. Now, the site is uh, Ancient Origins, right? That's the, the main website. That's it. Mm-hmm. Ancient Origins. And uh, how long have you two been interested uh, in the entire uh, subject of ancient history, ancient aliens? Uh, how long have you been uh, interested in this subject? Well, lots, I think, more than maybe 10 years in total. Uh, but um, we decided at some point uh, to start Ancient Origins as a hobby because of our personal interest and uh, desire to investigate our ancient past. And, uh, well, it grew very rapidly from there. We found out that there's a huge audience that is interested in ancient history, but not, you know, the textbooks type. Right. People people want answers to questions that have been that haven't been answered to learn about mysteries of our past and alternative perspectives. Now the main difference between us and the other sites is that we try to present both mainstream and selective alternative perspectives, and uh, we try to give credibility to the healthy alternative perspectives because unfortunately there is a negativity with everything alternative, and this is because of uh, the history of uh, how alternative perspectives started and how 
some unprofessionalism at the beginning with all this negativity. Mm. Absolutely. And and the, of course, the third part is to try to focus on directly on exploration and research. So it really, it really started off as like a personal passion that both of us had, yeah. uh, and then it really took off from there. Have you noticed uh, any major setbacks or, or any uh, major blowback from other folks within the, uh, the historical society? I guess people that are doing these kind of research compared to what you're doing. Maybe. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> yeah, certainly okay. have. Actually, there's there's a recent case. Probably can't go into too much detail about it because it has turned a little sour but we did an investigation here in Ecuador into Father Crespi I don't know if you've heard about him but really interesting story about this priest here in Ecuador who was given um, thousands of strange artifacts from the indigenous people here and these artifacts had um, like Sumerian connection they had strange hieroglyphs that hadn't been deciphered they had um, images of really weird beings and, and things like that. So we started investigating this um, subject directly with the monastery, the church where he was um, he was posted to, and we we managed to track down the location of the artifacts. We were in a base, basement storage room in the central bank of Ecuador, mm. and um, as we dug a little bit deeper, we basically hit a few brick walls as we were told to leave the subject alone and, and not um, not dig any deeper. And we were given, you know, a few warnings that um, we shouldn't go there. <laughs> we were given a few threats, actually. Yeah. So. Wow. What, what do you think that is? Wow. I mean, is it a local thing? Uh, is it just the one their mythology messed with? Or are they afraid of what could be the truth, being different from what they believe? What do you think it, it causes that? Well, I think it could be um, one of two things, I, I think, in my opinion. One option is that these artefacts um, really go against the, the known history of Ecuador. So if there are Sumerian artefacts in Ecuador, there could be the possibility that there was travel um, in the ancient past from right. Mesopotamia to Ecuador, and that doesn't really fit in with the history That'd books. be huge, right? That'd be huge. Yeah. Right. Huge well, so change. They also yeah. say that they found ancient Egyptian artifacts in the Grand Canyon as well, too. Exactly. Mm, yeah, it's similar, yeah. similar sort of case. And then the second thing is uh, it's possible that these artifacts were sort of sold on the black market and, and – that you know, no one wants that to be I'm known. Not, I'm not. I'm not yeah. sure if it's uh, sold because the Vatican is involved in this story, and some artifacts were shipped to the Vatican. Oh wow! And okay. uh, so, if these artifacts were real and not fakes, I'm pretty sure that the Vatican would express interest in them. <laughs> <laughs> Unless, of course, they want to avoid getting interested in it and avoid the topic of it. You know, yeah. the, you, know, oh, yeah, against, you know, the Vatican will probably want to shut it down because it goes against the good. Exactly, exactly. Even though they've but, been making... But, but, we, but we know that the Vatican is collecting artifacts and collecting things from all over the world. So oh, yeah. No, they, don't, they, don't agree, yeah. they try to hide all the evidence. No, not only that, uh, I mean, they've gone out of their way now to, like, kind of change their stance on a couple of different issues, uh, even with the topic of aliens. They, You know, they've changed their stance pretty radically in the last few years, saying that, yeah, you know, aliens could possibly be, you know, something that we're going to encounter because they, they are also part of God's plan. They would so. even baptize one, right? Yeah, they have no issues yeah, with that. So, yeah, yeah, I remember that. that was like an alien would want us to baptize them. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now, how arrogant yeah, are we? Come on. They throw them like water on the Wicked Witch, wicked witch of the East or whatever. Right. Yeah. So imagine a super advanced civilization approaching Earth, and then the Pope going to them to baptize them. <laughs> I 
am so embarrassed for the human race right now. I'm and this is why aliens don't so come down and talk to us anymore because this of stuff why. like that. Yeah, this is exactly why. <laughs> now, I mean, is it your opinion that uh, the Vatican is uh, keeping secrets uh, when it comes to a lot of the ancient stuff? Uh, really, do you really believe that to be the case? Because I 100% believe that they know a lot more. Oh, than yes, definitely, definitely. I mean, the, the Vatican archives, apart from the fact that they have a... They have a Huge a, archive, right? Like thousands of things are in there. Like They yes. they published some of them on the website, isn't it? Published very selective. Yes, very right. selective. <laughs> But definitely they are collecting because for, it, it, the Catholic Church for centuries they've been trying to to create the establishment. So anything against the establishment is gathered by them. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's crazy. Now, yeah. Uh, now, Go the, going back to uh, to Samaria and uh, that civilization and the Sumerians, have you folks encountered anything similar to like what, say, Sitchin was working on when it came to the Sumerian text and the Anunnaki and stuff like that? We've covered um, quite a few articles on the website about the Anunnaki. One thing okay. that we try to do on Ancient Origins is um, present both sides. So, so in our audience, we have everyone from hardcore scientists to um, ancient astronaut theorists and everything in between. <laughs> so, you know, when we publish um, articles about the Anunnaki and the story of creation um, from the Sumerian tablets, we get a lot of kickback from half the audience, which is the, <laughs> the scientific type. And then we get, you know, a lot of positive feedback from the more alternative ones. And it really opens a lot of interesting debate between the two sides. But, um, yeah, the, the story of creation from the Sumerian tablets is really quite fascinating. You know, they talk about these sky beings coming down and, creating people and this is like a, a common theme that you see throughout so many different ancient cultures um you know and on all continents they all talk about these sky beings creating humans and ruling over them and um it's just very interesting to see the consistency among the creation stories yeah yeah no kidding and it's uh, it seems to be like a repetitive pattern too uh, not only with you know, one religion, but most of these religions uh, have similar stories also. Uh, Christo, yeah. I, wanted, I know that you wanted to get something out uh, before. I'm sorry I cut you off. Uh, no, you no worries. question? I did I, because I, I like that, that um, what a lot of articles that I read on the Ancient Origins site really takes it from, you know, the, the Aborigine people, um, you know, you know, civilizations, races that you would probably overlook when, you know, when you're researching this type of thing. So I was just curious that why, you know, what got you into that? What made you think we're going to target this group of people and look at their religion and hear what they have to say? Well, we really wanted to look at ancient history from multiple perspectives. So, you know, you hear about ancient history from your textbooks, from what archaeology tells you, but it's it's not even half the story. And um, we discovered through talking to a lot of Indigenous people, um, we spent you know a few days with the Aborigines in Australia who gave us really interesting insight into their um, background and the way they viewed the world. And it's just so different to what you... Um, what you normally hear about. So we really wanted to present these um, different perspectives on, on the website and to open up ancient history from, from all corners. I love it. I do. That's so. In fact, I, I, yeah. I have an, inter an interest, interesting story. When uh, we were with the Aboriginal people in uh, Australia, when we went to investigate them, um, uh, in, remember this ancient mm. place, and then... Um, is this the, fir the first time that somebody is asking this question? And so this uh, elder, this Aboriginal elder, asked me, what is these three dots 
uh, in the ancient origins logo, if you see there are three dots in the middle, in the, in the blue space. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I told him, uh, I told him that it is the, the three stars from a serious constel- constellation. Orion, wasn't it? Orion, sorry. Orion, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And then he was so, he was surprised, but he hugged me because they believe that their origins from the Orion constellation. Wow. Oh, why? Wow. Okay. That's cure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so why Orion? Have, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Did he, yeah, why Orion? What, what, uh, you know, what's, what's their mythology? What do they believe? Well, they be- not, not all, um, I mean, there are many different tribes, so, so not all of them, I think, believe the same thing. But this, according to this elder, uh, they were created again by sky beings that came from the Orion constellation. Wow. Interesting. And did they provide any sort of, like, documentation proof or anything that you could well, point at? Besides, he was actually the- he was actually very secretive, um, and he Figures. told us that, you know, <laughs> being an elder, the, the information is passed on to him from one generation to the next, to the next, to the next, and you have to earn the the privilege of of hearing that information so it's not you you can't just meet someone ask them a question and they'll tell you you know you'd right, have to right. spend a long time earning their trust and and respect before they would pass on anything um of great depth you know to you it sounds almost like a uh 33rd degree mason they have to go through a lot sounds of like scientology. <laughs> i'm thinking it sounds like yeah. scientology to me <laughs> wow! You know, it, it's funny we bring. It's have more of an Amway feel to me, but well, look, it's funny. It's funny we bring all this up. But do you think some of these secret societies that are known to roam the, the planet uh, have anything to do with uh, these ancient, uh, you know, histories that we have? Well, I'm not. I'm not sure. There are a few. Yeah, there are a few. Especially some uh, uh, Gnostic societies. They uh-huh. believe that. Uh, you know the beings that are called gods, gods and uh, angels, and all these different hierarchies are uh, being beings that uh, with flesh and blood that are superior to us. Right. So I mean, you can connect these to extraterrestrials, I think, very easily. Uh, Rosicrucians as well. Rosicrucians, they don't have the mm, yes, but not in the sense of extraterrestrials. Again, they they say it as uh, spiritual and mm. superior beings. Yes. Yeah. It's a the term different. extraterrestrial is not used, at least from the societies that I know right. exactly like this. But it's used like angels and superior beings. So. Right, right. Which it makes perfect sense, something coming down from the heavens. We've talked about this on the yeah. show many times. Yeah. Uh, coming down from the heavens 2,000, 5,000 years ago would be looked at as an angel or some kind of a spiritual godly being. I mean, that's why yeah, exactly. you know this is an easy, common thing for them to have made a mistake with. And, yeah. and it's something that we actually have debated on here, guys, uh, where we've talked about well, what if uh, all religion known to man was brought down from the heavens and everything that we know as a religious work or religious stories, which we know are lifted from other stories that you know, go back many, many generations. What if all this really did come from another star system or another planet and it was brought here and then now we've been telling these stories for millennials yeah I, I think that's an interesting perspective because when you trace things you trace back stories you know you can keep going back and back and back until you can't go back any further and you wonder how it all started um, I mean even you look at in the Bible and you can see the exact same stories coming out of you know Mesopotamia and Sumerian tablets exactly the same and you know it's been you know passed from from one culture to another and uh, you just wonder where it's all started from 
Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's well, it's, especially especially in the document of Enoch in the in the mm-hmm. Bible, you can see very clearly that it's we are not talking about something just spiritual. We are talking something that is superior and it has flesh and blood and it has uh, vehicles to to, to 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 go from one place to the other. So, I mean. I mean, I think this is a good way to segue a little bit then into that article that you shared with me because what I saw, found really fascinating about it were the pictures. Mm. Um, it's got mm, a very interesting yeah. picture. There's an article up on their site. It's called The Mysterious Aboriginal Rock Rock Art of the – and I will let her pronounce it because she said it so beautifully. One genus, one genus. Yeah, can you go into a little bit about – I really could a, not have pronounced that, by the way. That would have been I so dirty I could not have either. I'd have no. killed it. <laughs> that would have just come off dirty if I would have tried, but thank you for doing it for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is really fascinating. I love this. Um, I love this story. This is uh, in in the Kimberley region of Australia, which is sort of the northwest region. Most of it's actually desert. It's very barren. There are hundreds, probably thousands, actually, of rock paintings of these uh, figures or beings, which are called the Wanginas. And they're what they look like is they have um, they have white skin. They have big black almond-shaped eyes, uh, no mouth, and some kind of either like a halo or a helmet-looking thing around the head. And uh, these are painted repetitively over and over again. The the Aboriginal people um, didn't have a written or don't have a written language, so all their stories were passed down verbally over tens of thousands of years, you know, from one generation to the next. And they call these stories their dream time, which is basically their story of creation. So according to the dream time legends, these Wangina were um, sky gods or sky beings that came down from the Milky Way and created the Aboriginal people or created mankind um, and taught them and ruled over them, ruled over them as gods. And then eventually the, the Wangina disappeared. Uh, some of them, they say, went down into the earth and the others went into the sky. And mm. they say that uh, the Wangina can still be seen sometimes as lights in the sky. And um, the Aboriginal people, the descendants you know, of the ancient, ancient civilization, still today... Um, revere these Wangina and they're considered so sacred that only very honoured people in the tribe, like the elders, only they are allowed to even paint these figures. Anyone else who would would try and represent this figure would be severely punished um, even today. So so they are considered extremely sacred. Um, And and, uh, the tribes that still live in this region... They don't cut off their fingers um, or their hands or anything. (laughs) Well... (laughs) Oh, that's serious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Spear through the leg, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, this is is really fascinating. There's been, of course, multiple interpretations um, Mm -hmm. by people today about, you know, what these one gene represents. Some people say... Oh, they're just stylized representations of people. But then why would the Aborigines paint them with white skin if all of them had black skin? And um, then there are others who say, oh, there are some, you know, shamanic visions or um, they're they're owls um, or different kind of interpretations. But when you look at them, you know, they just fit exactly with 
the representations we see today of extraterrestrials, you know, in art. Well, the, the almond eyes, the no mouth. I mean, yeah, that, that's really your classic do. gray, uh, which leads you to believe that, yeah, they've been around for a very long time. But also what's funny about the way the, the story is presented is that it really does correlate with, like, the Sumerian stuff where the ancient aliens came to the earth, seated men under their mm-hmm. image, their likeness type of deal, uh, and used this first name labor and then left. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it's a story that's cor- that correlates in different you know parts of the world, which makes perfect sense. Also, if we are getting visited, you know, thousands of years ago, uh, they would not just go to one place on the planet; they go to multiple places. So, multiple mm-hmm. cultures are having these experiences with these folks that are coming down from the heavens, leaving their footprint on each one of these different parts of the world, and leaving these tales that are that man has been telling for the last few thousand years. Uh, but it, yeah. it could all be interconnected to the one main source of these beings coming down and just spreading across the earth. Mm. Exactly right. And the, the Hopi um, the Hopi people of Arizona, they have right. exactly the same legends, oh, you know, about... Oh, um, yeah, their legends are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, same yeah. thing about the sky beings came down and, and they, um, in their legends, they talk about um, disasters that happened in the past, like right. um, the Ice Age and... And one disaster was to do with fire, and they said the sky beings came down and um, took them into subterranean caverns and caves mm-hmm. and uh, allowed them to survive, and they taught them how to grow food, how to store food, and they educated them. Um, so we see this pattern you know, time and time again on all continents of the earth. Well, I mean, even the Bible talks about the, uh, the ancient gods, the, the, what were they called, the Nephilim, the giants? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, yeah. same story. Even in the Bible itself, we, we have this tale of beings from the, from the sky coming down to visit us and interacting with us and mating with our women and creating hybrid babies. I mean, all this stuff is right in the Bible. It's funny how some folks look at the Bible and they just skip over that part of the Bible. Yes. So yes. when you when you tell them, well, when you have this, and I've had this discussion with so many religious folks where I'm when I tell them, I'm like, do you know about the alien stuff in the Bible? And they're like, there's no alien stuff in the Bible. That's ridiculous. That's preposterous. And then I ask them, do you know about the slavery stuff in the Bible? Oh, there's no slavery. It's a book of God. God wrote the Bible. And I'm like, Really? Well, let me pull out the book, and I start, and I pull out the book, and it blows their mind when they see stuff like that. But it's amazing because it, it's like these folks who they wrote the Bibles, they wrote these different, you know, books of of religions, uh, different of the different religions. They were seeding in there not only information that yeah could be taken as literal, some as mythology, but they were seeding in there information that I think is very accurate to what happened thousands of years ago as well, like the Nephilim and all these different cultures that experienced these alien gods. And it's easy for people to dismiss it nowadays and say, oh, it's just symbolic (laughs) or, you know, it's myths and legends. But, you know, people don't just make up stories for the sake of it. The, The myths and legends came from a basis, and there's been so much evidence um Recently, which shows that there's mm-hmm. there's truth behind so many of these myths. Yeah. They actually find scientific evidence now for a lot of these legends and myths of the past. No, it's true. You know what's funny? Uh, one one argument I've had for many years is that a lot of the mythology that we've had, uh, for example, like leprechauns, ghosts, demons, goblins, all this stuff is, in a sense, UFO related. Was just interpreted badly by the folks mm-hmm. at, at that time period. Because look, leprechaun, the leprechaun <clears throat> mythology is how old? 
Oh, it must know. be thousands. Right. Thousands yeah. Yeah. If yeah. A thousand, let's just say a thousand years ago, a little tiny alien comes down to do whatever <laughs> they wanted to do here, and some folks are in Ireland somewhere, and they see this thing come down. Oh, it's a leprechaun! You know, they, they create whatever they want to create for it, just so to give them an the answer. Right, and then go looking for lucky charms. Exactly, but <laughs> the the whole point is that a lot of our mythology could just be just that misinterpretations. Yeah, exactly. Because ancient people, they conveyed these events and occurrences, uh, you know, through the filter of their own understanding and knowledge and um, beliefs of the of that time. Now, have you, of the two of you, done any uh, research at all on the Nazca lines? Um, we haven't been there to see it ourselves, but we actually plan to go sometime this year um, to oh, check okay. out the, Naz- yeah. the Nazca lines. Yeah, it would be amazing to see it in person. But, yeah, very, very interesting um, case about the Nazca because the fact is you can't see what the images are from the ground. Um, You can only see what the figures are from the air. So why? (laughs) Why did they create these figures if they can only be seen from the air? Um, Some of them. some, some, Some of the figures can be seen from hills or other mountains around, but... There are a few that you can only see from the air, so it doesn't make sense for them to make them. No, not it doesn't. No. Let me ask you guys a question. Have you, you know, have you had a case that's really been, you know, like a smoking gun for you where you sat down and you've talked to, you know, you know, one group and they presented you with something and you were like, oh, my gosh, we absolutely did come from, you know, sky people or what, you know, whatever they say. Well, we've seen plenty, plenty and plenty of evidence for it, but... um I don't know about a smoking gun, one particular thing. It's still, I think there's still not something you can put your finger on which says, okay, that's it, 100% proof. Um, there's so so many different things around the world that point to that as an explanation. Um, but there's not one thing that would convince the whole world. You know, you could take this one thing and show it to them and say, there you go, there's your there's your proof. Right. Um, and you're always going to have the one guy saying in the background, "No, I could, I could tell you how they made that. That's a fake." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No matter yeah. how real I mean, it is, yeah. I mean, yeah. you see the whole Ancient Aliens um, series on on uh, it's History Channel, isn't it? History Channel. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, they present so many different um, things around the world that that point to the ancient astronaut theory as being true. But then you see other websites which dismiss every single point on, (laughs) you know, it's sort of the debunking ancient aliens and they'll go through every single point and find an explanation. Um, Okay, some of the explanations are, I would say, valid, but Mm -hmm. other explanations um, or justifications that they give are just crazy, you know, the way they dismiss it. It's almost just as dogmatic as... um, With that said, I got to tell you folks, we've had on this show Dr. Michael Heiser, um, I don't know if you're familiar with his work, but he was very, very adamant in trying to debunk um, Zachariah Sitchin for a long time. And mm-hmm. he was on Coast to Coast with Art Bell. He's been on Coast to Coast with George Norrie. And he openly challenged uh, Sitchin to come out on the air and debate him oh. on his oh, work. Okay, that's interesting. And Sitchin not only turned him down, he refused to ever talk about this, this man again uh, because <laughs> he knew that he was, you know, he was right about what he was saying. And I've seen a lot of the, the debates that uh, Michael Heiser has put together online. They're not really debates, but they're more like uh, lectures that he's done on the subject of Sitchin and his work. A lot of it is very debunkable. It really is, sadly mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. Yeah, but there, yeah. But there's a kernel of truth, which even, even uh, 
Michael Heiser says, well, while he is wrong on 80% of what he's saying, mm. there's this 20% that I cannot explain, and it looks yes. like alien also. And that's, I think, the nugget where Sitchin was building the rest of his story arc, you know, with, yeah. where he figured out some knowledge that really was there from the Sumerians. Because let me tell you, the Sumerians, I don't think were messing around when they talked about the sky gods. I don't, I don't think they that were was just too Sitchin. smart. They yeah. were too yeah. smart of a yeah. people to be messing around with that. And I don't yeah. think Sitchin was, you know, such a genius that he could make that up and thought he could fool everybody. I think there yeah. was something there, and he might have embellished a lot of other things and changed things around, like Dr. Heiser said, and I'm 100% sure that Heiser is, you know, right on that. Now, I can't speak Hebrew, but he can, and uh, some of the translations that mm-hmm. Sitchin was going with was wrong, and he kind of proved mm-hmm. it in his lecture and bored me to tears because sitting there <laughs> watching a lecture of a person explaining how Hebrew works is really not exciting. Sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> I feel not like a lot John of fun. and April are having the most exciting time. We are not because they get to go to all these sites and talk to these people, and I am so jealous. No, but see, that's a cool thing, Crystal. They actually get to go to I these places. Know. Like on my bucket list, I'm on my bucket list before I die is something you folks are going to experience pretty soon. You're going to go see the Nazca lines. Are you kidding me? That's mm-hmm. on my bucket list. I want to see that before I die. <laughs> So, I mean, I'm so jealous of what you do. I really, really, truly am. And you're actually on the field doing the research, which is, you know, it's a lot more convincing than somebody who's just writing books and never actually goes out there. So Now, speaking of which, uh, you folks have books, right? You've written books? No, no books? No books. No, we don't. We have have books on the site, but we haven't personally written them. So we have um, about 50 50 or so, um, like, guest authors and experts that contribute um, to the books and to the website. So they come from all different fields, like you probably know Brian Forster and yep. um, others in the field who are, who are independent researchers and authors. So they, they do all the writing. They do a lot of the writing. Um, they've done some, some books for us, but not us personally. Are you planning to maybe do that in the future? Because I know with all the we research like you're doing. We would like to, yes, yes. It's just a time factor, you know. <laughs> we're out there, you know, investigating so many different things. It's, it's hard to just sit down and write a book. But uh, we would love to do something like that in the future. Yeah. Now, something like, the his- yeah, like something like the History Channel came along and, and offered a gig like Ancient Aliens type of show. Uh, would that be something you folks would be interested in also, I'm, I'm assuming? Yes, but not along the same lines because we try to um, not take one particular perspective. So, uh, you know, we definitely have a lot of ancient alien stuff on our website, but we also have um, different perspectives that that counter that as well. So we like to have a balance of of all sides. So we probably wouldn't focus in on one particular angle, but have a bit more of an open door. To, uh, I think I think the best way to persuade someone is to to present a subject from both sides with all the arguments from both sides and let the mm-hmm. person decide. That's the Absolutely. best. Actually, that's the best way of doing it. And in fact, uh, let me ask you: Is it insulting as a person, as a human being, when everybody absolutely jumps the gun and says, "Oh, this must be alien related" all the time? Uh, like yes. for example, like like for yes. example, the pyramids. Everybody's like, "Oh, the aliens must have built the pyramids." And there's no way humans could have done it at all. Yes, yes. That's a little insulting, right? Because yeah. we're pretty clever yeah, yeah. human beings, I think. Yeah, and this is why this is usually why we're the, clever. Doesn't mean we always are. The alternative subjects uh, have so much negativity from people. What's the uh, What's the guy's name on Ancient Aliens? George. Um, George Tukalus. Oh yes, yes. yes. And there's this little image of him um, 
Yes. Saying aliens. Yeah. Aliens. Aliens. Oh, he. Yeah. Let me tell you something. That meme saved him from being deported. I'm not even kidding because uh. <laughs> he was he was here on a visa and it was it was expired and that meme broke and it became super popular. He became a superstar. Next thing you know, they're giving him a green a green card. He's staying. Uh, that man has made that meme work for him and it's incredible. But yeah, you're absolutely right. With him, everything is aliens. If they found a boat that was older than a thousand years old, oh, aliens must have built that boat. You mean uh, Georgia? <laughs> Is from where? He's not from this country. I don't know exactly. His, okay, uh, well, origins. he certainly sounds American. He doesn't sound like he's from another country. No, the, the no, 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 he's not. He's the not. Sign is Greek, the I think. Yeah, yeah, it's Greek. Does he have think, Greek? I, I thought he had Greek. just had Greek blood, but he sounds yeah. all American. Yeah. Greek American. He's Greek American. He yeah. Yeah. Let um, me ask you too, because we we briefly talked about you know you, some of the, some people went to the sky and then some of them went underground. He was born um, in Switzerland, by the way. Good to know. Have yeah. you been way in off. any any <laughs> way off so, so far away? <laughs> good like Americans, we know our geography. <laughs> For real. Have you been in any um, cave systems, anything like that? You know, have you you know met any people that kind of took you and said that you know this is where they went when they left us type deals or mm, anything like that? That's a good question. Well, the 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 last one that we did was the Tayos cave system, which is uh, where supposedly the. Uh, the artifacts of other crafts are originated from. It's what Eric von Daniken um, yeah. talked about in his uh, Gold, of Gold, the Gods Gold of the Gods yeah. book, the Taos Caves. Yeah. So, yeah, we went there to the local Aboriginal people. We, uh, we stayed with them. We had talks with them. We interviewed them uh, to tell us about the story about the Taos Cave and how all these artifacts were found. And uh, actually, they presented a completely different view than the one that the church presented for Father Crespi. So basically, they said that Father Crespi went there and uh, uh, took all of their gold and all of the artifacts that was found inside the caves. Now, it's not, uh, it's, they couldn't say exactly from which cave it came, but uh, the Tayos cave is a huge cave system, which is thousands of uh, it's hundreds or thousands, hundreds of kilometers. Yeah, I think so. And it's uh, largely unexplored. Uh, so who knows what is in there? And, uh, you know, we had this expedition in 1970-something. 1970s, and that was Neil Armstrong. With and Neil Armstrong organizing an international expedition with the British government and the U.S. and the Ecuadorian government. They came here trying to find the origins of uh, these artifacts. And uh, supposedly they didn't find anything of importance, but uh, the, the Aboriginal, the local people here, they told us that uh, they came with helicopters and they took things from the caves. Wow. That's a shock, right? Yeah. No surprise yeah. there. So uh, although officially they said they didn't find anything of importance, if the army was uh, involved and if you do a, such a huge expedition that costed hundreds of thousands of dollars, I mean... You don't do something like this if there's no evidence that you're going to find something. Right. Mm. Yeah, no right, kidding. Right. Now, a question. Um, have you folks uh, been over to Iraq at all in the last uh, couple of years? No. No, another one no. on the bucket no. list. No, it's, it's in, yeah, it's in the <laughs> I was discussing. I know I Iraq. You know, listen to you guys. I'm going to have to expand my bucket list. You know, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I know Iraq is a beautiful place. It looks like it's been untouched by society. But uh, Iraq, of course, is also Samaria. That's uh, yeah. where yeah. Samaria was. Yeah. Uh, when the uh, when nine eleven happened and we uh, went you know to war against Iraq, uh, one of the first things that the United States did was they invaded all the museums, 
all yeah, points of history. Um, and they took a lot of artifacts from these places. Yes, I've heard of that, yeah. yeah. Now, my question is, why did this become the focal point of their search early on? Mm. We're looking for for terrorists or terrorist cells. Yeah. Why are we going to history museums and taking all yeah. these artifacts? Yeah, what are they doing there? Yeah. That's the question. It, it doesn't make sense for the army to do that. It doesn't make sense at all. Yeah. There are photos of them as well at, yeah. um, at ancient sites. I can't mm -hmm. remember the name of it now, um, but there's a, it's like an unfinished pyramid um, in Iraq. And right. uh, not exactly a pyramid. It's uh, anyway a huge structure that they never, the ancient civilization never finished it. Um, it hadn't been fully excavated yet, but uh, the U.S. Army was there. What were they doing there? <laughs> you know, it, it's very strange. Right. Why be there? Yeah. Do you yeah. ever get Do you ever get any uh, U.S. officials that you know come snooping around when you're out doing some research? No, no haven't encountered no, that yet. yet. No. Good. Yeah. Good for you. Lucky stay under the radar. Don't write any books. That's a, that's a trigger right there. Yeah. Here in Ecuador, the local army is doing a lot of research. In the caves, and the the locals told us that they have uh, they are sending uh, um, they are sending soldiers to explore all the caves in the system. Oh wow! Mm -hmm. Yeah, don't know why the military is involved. Yeah. But... <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, whenever yeah. the military is involved, I'm pretty sure it cannot be good. Yeah. Yeah. Now, mm -hmm. have you come across so. more, um, you know, indigenous? There's people that have talked about, you know, we, we like to call it the hollow earth here on the show, but, you know, the cave system or the sky people, you know, going into the ground, them still being there. Um, has there any, been any talk about what they're doing there? What are they waiting for? When are they coming back? Any of, you know, any of that? Well, this, you know, going back to the Wangina um, story, they said that uh, where, these, where these paintings are are connected to um, water sources like lakes rivers and so on so you find the paintings you know next to a lake and, and things and according to the mythology they they do these paintings of the wangina where the wangina people went down into the into the lakes as well so not just into underground caves but also underwater and they said that um these beings are still there under the water they have some base or uh, something under the water, and that's where they do the, the artwork to honor them um, on the side of these lakes and so on. But I haven't heard anything about why. <laughs> you know, they just say, oh, yeah, they're there. They went there, but they don't say, what are they doing down there? <laughs> <laughs> um, but they do believe, uh, the Aboriginal people in Australia do believe that even though, though the Wangina went away, that they still have control yeah. over mm. the people. Yeah. Well, I'd say That's they definitely place. do over those people, at least, yeah. at the very least, with how, you know, revered they still are to them. So they definitely mm -hmm. made a lasting impression. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And I do find it interesting that a lot of reports are coming out, you know, the last few years of ships coming out from the ocean, coming from that yeah. part of the planet. A lot of USOs are coming out of there, uh, which really is, it makes you think, well, maybe there's some truth to this lore when you mm. see this much activity in that, in that area. Um, yes. How shocking is that for you folks when you read about the activity uh, of USOs? I mean, I'm sure you're familiar with the entire USO phenomenon. USO? What's the S? It's undersea objects. Uh, basically, oh, it's a, okay, it's a yeah. UFO coming from the from the from the ocean instead from of coming from the, from the sky down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Incas have a similar story with the origins. Unidentified yeah. submerged objects. Well, oh, that's yeah. that's the longer term, right? 
That's the <laughs> Undersea Object is a short story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you said the Incas have a story like that? Yeah, the Incas. Is it for the Lake Titicaca? Lake Titicaca, yeah. Lake Titicaca, Yeah, they said the gods, their gods. Who was the first one? Miracocha? Yeah. The, f- the first god came from the bottom of the lake, and then when he left, he went back to the lake. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And created awesome. the people from there. Yes. That's really interesting. Mm. Oh, you talk, I mean, just like a cave system, I mean, you said it's you know, yep. so huge and so unexplored, the ocean, same thing. You know? Yes, yes. exactly. That's even yeah. more no so. Idea. Yeah. 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 That's right. Absolutely. The, the Taos Caves, there's also. Um, Mythology surrounding the Teos caves that uh, that Yanis mentioned. The Shua people are the indigenous people that they're like the guardians of the Teos caves. So, in order to even venture into these caves, um, Yanis had to get permission from the Shua, the the native um, Shua people, and uh, they talk about seeing lights in the sky mm. over the caves. Um, and what else were they saying? The lights in the caves. I mean, oh, there, there is caves. one cave that we, we we are going to explore this summer. That the Aboriginal people, the indigenous people here, they don't uh, dare to get in because uh, some nights they hear uh, sounds and they see lights in the depths of the cave. So they haven't explored it. So we asked them if uh, we could uh, explore it during the dry season, which is this summer. And uh, we'll try to, to go and see what we can find there. <laughs> now, when you, explore, when you explore some of these caves, uh, I mean, if you do find stuff, how do you report it? Do you bring it back with you? Do you leave it there and just take photos? What do you guys do with some of the stuff you might find? That's a very well, good question. That's a very good question. <laughs> but uh, in, in my opinion, if we find something of value, uh, we don't intend to give any publicity until it's properly examined, it's properly backed up. So to have all the evidence with it, and then we can give publicity. Because otherwise, if you find something and you give it publicity, and it is something that is important, right. the next thing, next thing is probably that somebody else will come and tell you stop your research or take it away or you know. Right, 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 right. Well, good luck. Good luck. That sounds. Uh, <laughs> I, I will. I will try to check in with you guys when you come back to make sure that you do come back because you're going into the scary cave with the lights. The, you know, they're, they're not going. Yeah. You guys are like, we're going. We're, we're just right in there. That's wow. Brave souls, these two. You know, I I've heard. Uh, you know that there have been reports of people finding old. You know. Uh, Skulls and stuff, or you know, uh, skeletons of of uh, ancient you know bodies and stuff, and even giants found in oh, caves. Yeah. Have you ever heard about this? Yes, uh, actually, there was a recent announcement um, here in Ecuador about a seven to eight foot giant skeleton that was found here. Um, actually, there was one giant skeleton found in two thousand and thirteen. Um, in a region called Loja in Ecuador. And then um, some researchers came over from a university in Germany and they found four or five other giant skeletons between seven and eight foot. Um, and apparently they've taken those bones back to the university in Germany. I called the university and they said, oh, no, we know nothing about that. I couldn't actually get in touch with the researcher who supposedly has the bones. So I know I, one of those researchers, I'm sure it's probably maybe be uh, Klaus Donna, 
is somebody no. that he, well, has, he's definitely been involved in the Giants. He's been involved in the Giants too. He says that he has a bone of uh, I think it was a foot or a heel or something of a, okay. of a giant. Um, I can't remember how tall he says. Uh, I can't remember the the, the measurements. But um, so he himself uh, claims to have actual bone from it. So yes, I've heard that too. Yeah. Yes. Somebody I've been trying to get with. I I I know Klaus a little bit, and so uh, next time I get a hold of him, I'm going to try to get him on our um, on our shows here and have a little talk. Yeah, that'd that'd be good. But there's also a lot of um, let you know the indigenous people in Ecuador talk about um, an ancient race of giants. Mm-hmm. That were in the country, white skinned. Um, Sounds like different. the Nephilim. Yeah, <laughs> could be. But you know, this this is also throughout many Native American yeah. religions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and uh, the Adena, the Adena people, um, Native American. You know, they had these giant mounds, and about a hundred years ago, or maybe a bit less, um, the Smithsonian apparently uncovered giant skeletons. I don't know if it was in Ohio or Mississippi. And um, they actually reported it in the newspaper. So there's still newspaper clippings of from the Smithsonian saying we found these giant skeletons and so on. Now, um, but on then those, now those, it's – yeah, go ahead. Were those anywhere near any of those serpent mounds I know that are located over there in Ohio area and stuff yes. like that, I believe? Okay, yeah, because I know Ross yeah. Hamilton – and of course, the the Vieira brothers work on all that whole deal through chasing a lost giant's television show. But Ross Hamilton is your guy there on the Serpent Mound. So yeah, okay, all right, that makes sense. Yeah, so I think quite a few giant skeletons were found in that region, um, but it seems to have really been covered up because you know as you speak to the Smithsonian now, and they just deny everything, even though there are actual newspaper yes. <laughs> clippings from them. You know, saying we found these giant skeletons. They just Why, what do you think that is? Though? Why? What do you think there's? Uh, uh, they're almost blackballing the subject. Why do you think that's happening? Again, I guess it just doesn't fit in with the conventional, you know, perspectives, and and it's just a tendency to try and keep things as they are and not question them and not to throw a spanner in the works by saying, oh yes, there was a race of giants that used to live here. <laughs> They, 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 are, they are powerful lobbies in action. I mean, uh, imagine that whole generations of professors and uh, uh, researchers have based the, the current status on things that may are completely wrong. How, hmm. how, how would they feel if something comes out and tells them all your research is rubbish? That, that, that right there is a major problem with all science in general. Yes, yeah. exactly. The arrogance kills me. Yep. Just absolutely. Yep. Exactly. Me. I mean, this is why we're never going to. It's really hindering us. Yeah, that's why we're never going to progress because you know, everybody's afraid yeah. of, you know, that, oh, well, I, I was wrong. You know, the problem is, is that, you know, with if all this true knowledge came out, it would wreck a lot of religious control. Exactly. Religious control. Uh, yeah. You know, that, it, it, it's just going to. You know what happens if if the truth comes out that Jesus Christ was just a man, just a little bit tweaked and genetically engineered by aliens, and wasn't really the son of God, God, but son of what might have been an Egyptian god, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Or something yeah. like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, Julius Caesar. I think a lot of people might freak out a little bit if they thought exactly. they had alien <laughs> DNA. Like, oh my god, I've got alien DNA. All the necrophiliacs are going right to the ER. We know. Yeah, that. <laughs> which is funny you say that, but then when they, they decoded the human genome, they did find a, a part of our DNA which yes, scientists did. labeled the alien DNA because they had no way to explain why we have yeah, it. Yeah, no other animal yeah. has it. Uh, so it's funny that in one sense they're like keeping the subject you know, blackballed and in another sense they're telling it to your face. Hey, by the way, guys you have an alien dna in your gene yes <laughs> i mean even even in the scientific reports about the dna testing they just say uh we know that there was interbreeding between let's say neanderthals and an unknown species they right. just say an unknown i read species. that article yeah, yeah that was very interesting <laughs> unknown like, oh that's really so crazy is. That is it, it, one of the reasons i really appreciate your site because you know it it puts all these subjects out there um in such an informative way, you 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 really could lose hours of your life on ancient origins. Yeah. And be okay, and be completely okay with it because literally so did whole day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I've done that. I have absolutely done that. Been on ancient it's origins. It's more than day. a good read. It's more than a good. <laughs> well, what we try to do, you know, we try to give a voice to people who are just given closed doors all the time because there are people that have really good research. So, just to give an example, um, there are people. <clears throat> investigating the age of the pyramids in Egypt. And they've come up with quite substantial evidence that the mm -hmm. Egyptian pyramids 12, are far older. Yeah, exactly. Around 10, 12,000 12, years old. old yeah. mm -hmm. And uh, now they try and get this research published and they just get the door closed in their face because, well, that's not in the textbooks and, yeah, right. and that's just way too controversial to, to publish. And so we try and um, give a voice to these kind of researchers who've done really, really good work, but they haven't been able to really get it out there. So we, we want to try and give publicity to those kinds of people and that, that type of research. Now, do you all have a vetting process before you let someone, you know, come to your site and publish their work or anything like that? Good question. Well, we do it a lot ourselves, um, although we have this team of um, guest experts that we call upon a lot of times as well to get their opinion on things. But um, we want to we we want to have alternative perspectives, but they've got to have um, evidence and logic and reasoning behind it. It can't just be some wacky idea that's come from their head. You know, there's got to be some basis <laughs> some basis to it before. Let me know, tell you something. You're, you're dealing with a lot of folks in <laughs> ufology. You know, logic is not exactly something you're going to get a whole lot of. <laughs> just warning you now. It's then you know. <laughs> but it's a very admirable way of going about it. It really is because uh, in re in reality, you're going to get a lot of folks that are just making stuff up uh, that are yeah. trying yeah. to just inject stories and, and whatnot. Hey, it's the a doctor says I'm getting much better, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody no was talking about you yeah, this time, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris. Keep quiet, Chris. The medication is wearing off. Keep quiet. <laughs> Uh, it's it's funny though to see uh, it's not funny but it's good to see researchers actually taking their time and researching people and things before they post it out there anywhere. Yeah. Uh, what are your what are your favorite uh, researchers in the field that you guys look at and not emulate their work but want to you know strive to be as professional as they are? Um, one researcher that I quite like, um, be probably because I really have a passion for the subject area, he's interested in is um is brian forster because he's doing a lot in south america so he's um focused on peru the paracas culture have you heard of the paracas culture they they yeah, have the yeah. elongated skulls 
Yeah, I love yeah. that subject. <laughs> yeah, but the practice, yeah, so... but the practice goals were were done by the binding as opposed to actually being born with the elongated skull. Some know. Well, there's there, there's some proof that some not, are not yeah. done uh, man-made. Uh, continue, sorry. Avery. No, 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 yeah. no, no. They, they've actually done measurements, from my understanding, where most of the Paraka skulls, you know, have the same cavity space for Most. The brain. You said it right there. Most. Not most. all. Yeah. Yeah. April, right. continue. So they found that 20% of them, um, right. they could not identify them as being cranial deformation. Correct. Like, uh, intentional, because they had um, about five different features of mm -hmm. the skull that was, that's different to a, a normal human skull. So, for example, the plates, right. the, the bone plates, there's meant to be um, like a certain line which shows the division between two parts, and there wasn't. It was just one big one plate, part right. across the plate, yeah, across the back. I don't know the technical term of that plate. No, no, you got it. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> um, also, holes in the skull where certain nerve mm -hmm. uh, fibers go through in a different place. So there were five different features that were completely different in 20% of them, not all of them. And so that kind of suggested that there were some individuals that were born that way. Um, they were considered to be special people. Right. Um, and so the others then emulated them by doing yeah. it intentionally. Um, because well, like they wanted to. Giving birth, you know, giving birth to an elongated skull kid must have been painful. That would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 the, and, the, and the interesting thing is that you find this same pattern all over the world. Mm -hmm. I mean, in Malta, how many, they found thousands of... Where? Malta, Malta yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Thousands of elongated skulls at the bottom of... Uh, which cave was it? Uh, the hy hypogeum. Yeah, the hypogeum. And they, they have pictures, they have photos of them, and then suddenly all of them disappeared. Somebody, who took them? Because I don't think it was the Vatican, but, that, but somebody took them, and all of them disappeared. And then with, you can find it in Russia, and then you can find it in so many countries. It doesn't make sense, even if it's head binding, it doesn't make sense to do it and to go through this procedure unless the person that you try to emulate is far superior than you. Right. Right. It doesn't make sense. That unless, right. Yeah, my God. Even the, uh, a lot of the Egyptian pharaohs, yeah. the sculptures um, and the artwork shows some of them, like Akhenaten, with mm -hmm. very elongated Nefertiti, heads. Yeah, yeah Nefertiti is another yep. one. Very elongated heads. That, is, uh, that was definitely a theme for... That's so the, many yeah, different a lot of them. Ra you know, you know, evidence of races that have been here. That have, mm. that have seen us. It's just it just really it just blows my mind that it's not a more mainstream subject that it's not more talked about. I mean, because you, like you guys are doing this research, so many of these indigenous people all share the same story. Yeah, you've yeah. got the cave paintings, you find the bones, you find the artifacts, you've got all this. And even if the government does come and you know and take it away, you're I mean you yourself you're on the ground, you're talking to these people, they're right. telling you these stories, yeah, exactly. and they all correlate. It's not like yeah. they're telling different stories. You know, you can find yeah. the patterns. Right, right. It's like now, I, 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 I got to throw out a question also when you have a chance also. Uh, talking about skulls, does anybody actually count or do any research on to people that had six fingers as opposed to just five? And is there a, gene a separate genetic line for that? There's a genetic that a defect mutation? for that. That is a mutation in the genome. Is it a, is it a mutation or, yeah. it, you know, don't forget, how, you don't really see people with six fingers anymore since they killed them off in the Middle Ages. My question is, is that now that we have DNA traceability, has anybody really done a study, a genetic tracing study on people that would have had six fingers as opposed to five? Is it really a mutation? 
Is it really no a mutation, or is that maybe another genetic thing? Because if you look at some of the paintings with Nefertiti, uh, as well as Akhenaten, uh, mm-hmm. I was under the impression there were six fingers on a good portion of the paintings, as oh, opposed wow. to. Five. I never knew about that. Never knew. Hey, well, there you wow. go. Your bucket list just got bigger. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll add that to the topic list. <laughs> and here, throw another. Uh, let's throw another stone in the uh, in the party here. Uh, what is uh, not to say that these are not alien beings at all, but maybe just a different race of humans that lived thousands yeah, and thousands of years that. ago. I mean, what, humans, superior all the race of humans. Yeah. Yeah. Now here, here's the thing, and something that I, you know humans don't keep in perspective when we're talking about ancients and ancient civilization and you know our history. We only know a very little, mm. tiny portion of what exactly. our history is. Yeah. But this planet's been around for 4 billion years. Yeah. So yeah. there's a very good chance that evolution's happened several times. It's come and gone. Yes. We know about the dinosaurs, but we don't know much about everything else that happened after the dinosaurs. And we or only before. know about the dinosaurs, or before the dinosaurs. We only know about the dinosaurs because <laughs> we found some bones. So we even speculate on how that time period was. We don't know if there were men also in that time period. We don't know a lot mm. of the history on this planet. There's a good 3 billion plus almost 4 billion plus years that we have no idea what happened on this planet. So yeah. There's a very good chance that some of these beings uh, that are being considered aliens or ancient aliens, yeah. maybe not from the sky at all, maybe they were always here because they are humans, just an earlier version of humans, and mm-hmm. what we're now is the descendants of these beings. Well, it makes right. total, yeah. total sense, too, as you go back in yeah. the dinosaur days, where everything was big, everything was, was, right. was gigantic size. So why Evolution went from giant to down, sure. yeah. Yeah, everything was pure. Everything, uh, everything in the earth back then, uh, as far as I'm, I'm, I'd imagine, was pure. I mean, there were, I'm sure, no cars and locomotives and things going around to pollute the air. And, and so everything was uh, definitely a lot bigger and more rich and definitely uh, flourished for sure. And I can yeah, see and who's to say giant... that these, you know, they may have had the power of flight. And so when, when you see these um, ancient, you know, depictions of, uh, flying crafts and things. You're right. Maybe it wasn't UFOs. Maybe it was relating to an advanced civilization of humans in the past. Well, we have the legends of Atlantis, of Lemuria, of Hyperborea, right. which you know. So all of them they were considered to be advanced civilizations, but we don't have any evidence. So what who was knows? the third one? You said Hyper- I'm familiar Hyper- with Hyperborea. Hyborea. Hyborea. Oh, yeah. Was not That's familiar a, with this that. One. Consider, okay. This is considered to be the first. According to the legends, the first human civilization. After it was Lemurians, and after it was Atlanteans, and then us. Interesting. Yeah, I was familiar with Atlantis and Lemuria. I was not familiar with the other one. So that's more that's homework for you, Crystal. I got to do a little I know. <laughs> Four hours of my life I'm wasting on the internet. Well, <laughs> I wanted to say to go back a little bit on Klaus Donna on on the bone that he had did find on the giant. Um, I believe he said it was into the 20 feet range uh, height, height of the giant of the bone that uh, apparently that he said so uh, we're talking well, a, a very 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 big uh you know person yeah this is not a guy who belongs in the nba this guy belongs in his yeah. own professional league. <laughs> yeah so uh Pretty big. That's, yeah, that's pretty big. Yeah, that's, yeah, uh, that's yeah, a large. That's a large. Well, on the full size, I just that's that's really where I'm going at. I've talked to Donna, uh, to Klaus a couple times on it, and so the both times I'm sure he said it was in the 20 feet. So yeah, which actually that will correlate size. with the Nephilim again from the Bible. About 15, 20 feet was around the size of the Nephilim, mm-hmm. and they were they were white skinned uh, Nordic looking folks. 
So, again, biblical, religious, you know, yeah. works, indigenous, correlates to indigenous all, works. All yeah, it's, it's kind of weird and creepy, uh, but, you know, the more we research yeah. this stuff, the, the more interesting it does become. And maybe one day we'll actually have an answer that we could all sink our teeth in and be like, yep, yeah, that's it. That's the history of the world encapsulated yes. in that's the answer of everything until then though unfortunately we are out of time but uh we definitely want to have you two back on because it's been yeah. a fascinating hour with both of you it's thank you by. so much yeah it's been uh, a, it's gone really by too quick i want to again you give you guys uh, headed to next yeah please Ecuador for probably ireland nice oh what's in ireland oh, tell us everything <laughs> i know uh, hey angel who's our good friend fish and chips? In ireland? if you're gonna go to ireland you gotta you gotta say hi to our good buddy james swagger yeah you gotta get yeah. some fish and chips too that well, that too <laughs> yes but go go visit james swagger capricorn radio shout outs to him good friend of our show here and uh he's he has a fabulous Great show out there guy. You'll love him. He's an yeah, amazing he, person. He does a lot of work into the New Grange, some of these old uh, ancient sites over yep. there, Celtic sites and so on. Yeah, yeah if, if, if you can link up with him, that's going to be phenomenal. I'd love just to listen to that show because he is <laughs> a well of information himself. Uh, the website, again, it's ancient-origins.net. Is that correct? That's it. Yeah, yes. that's it. Awesome, ancient-origins.net. Ancient if you don't know what the dash is, that's the little symbol right after the zero key on the very top of your keyboard. <laughs> Click that, and then origins.net, and you have the website. It's a, a fabulous website. We're going to link it on our website, by the way, just to, to let you know Great, it's going to be on our Skywatchers Radio website. And, again, thank you so much for both of you being here, and hopefully we can have you back on pretty soon. It's been a fascinating hour. Thank you so much. Well, thanks for having thank us. Thank you very much. Thank you for inviting us. Guys, uh, stick around. There's going to be more show on PSN Radio here within the next couple minutes. Uh, we're all out of time, unfortunately, but it's been a fun couple hours here, and uh, we'll be back next week with another great guest, which is going to be who, Chris? Uh, we'll let you know. What? what? We'll let you know. See, Crystal, know. Nobody, nobody knows the guest next week. Yeah, we had a guest, but then we didn't have a guest. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But on this on. month, we have a very exciting month coming up on Skywatchers. We'll have Grant Cameron about UFOs and presidents. There you uh, go. We'll have Jennifer, whose last name I can't pronounce on, to talk about demonology. <laughs> and then the 1st of June, we have Stacey Horn, who wrote a book about the scientific evidence for ESP. Oh, okay. Very, very nice. Right. We're going to have well, a I'll fun month. Somebody up tomorrow, guys. So, Good right. job. We'll have somebody you get on me. that. You get on that, Mr. Brown. Yeah. You do that. You do that. Uh, yeah. I, I want you to get the guys from the Phoenix incident. You really got to reach out. He's still talking about this. Yes, we got to okay. make we that happen. We got to get off air before I at the other guy. Yeah, we got to make that happen for him. <laughs> guys, it's been fun. We'll see you next week right here on Skywatchers Radio. Please stick around and come back next week. Hang out with us. Good night. Good night.